welcome back to Grit Iron Campbell, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by the entire collective, the disciple, Brett Colson, Donnie, D.P. Peters, and the resident moose himself, Mo Nuwara. After a 4-1 and one week 16, we are currently 35-40-5 in the Las Vegas Super Contest. If we go a perfect 5-0 and in Week 17, we will finish exactly 500. We can do it, guys. We can be perfectly average. Should have gone 5-0 and last week. I know. What? Guys. Something Yates. What happened, man? Yeah. Steelers... What they love to do is be massive road favorites and then choke on their own vomit. But they went into Houston on Christmas Day and just blew the doors off that team. But didn't we only didn't we only miss covering by like a touchdown? D- despite being completely ravaged, wasn't that game closer? I thought it was a thirty-four to six final. Wasn't okay, it? then maybe, maybe yeah, thirty-four to nine or something. I don't know. I, just, I don't think we got even in the ballpark. Well, I think that Nook touchdown should have counted for like twenty points. Maybe, maybe that is yeah. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. That it was closer than I once thought. Apologies for the late pod this week. It is the holidays. Merry Christmas. Whatever you celebrate. We had some traveling issues. We had Mo just driving around Texas for 17 hours. Mo, where are you in the world today? I'm in El Paso. There you go. El. I want to know. Paso. I want to know what happened to Brett's battery. Oh yeah, Bert, 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 uh, Bert Minotti's laptop just melted on him. Yeah, deader than Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> so we're, we're we're working from a replacement today. So hopefully all goes well. A replacement laptop or battery? Laptop, yeah. I had to send my laptop back in. Mm. And did you, did you, you didn't come to the dark side, I can tell. Fuck no. <laughs> windows, windows for life. As bad as it is, I'm sticking with windows. Let's go windows. So yeah, that's why we are coming to you on a Saturday. We're going to breeze through some DFS plays and then go to the main event, give you our Super Contest card for Sunday. Last week, everybody did well. Mo was 4-1, and one, and uh, the other hosts were 3-2. and two. Really tight race uh, to see who has the best season. Brett currently has the lead at 39-37-4. and four. Uh, But Mo's only one win behind, and I'm only two wins behind. So anything can happen this week. Donnie... A, a distant fourth at uh, 33, 42, and five. Uh, before we Donnie's look... on the practice squad. <laughs> yeah. DP, you've been quiet. Are you, uh, are you still hungover from the Peter's Christmas? How, how much red wine was consumed this week in New Hampshire? Gallons upon gallons. I actually didn't have that much myself. I just wasn't in a, a drinking mood, but I did eat my weight in Christmas cookies. Uh, and I'm definitely feeling the adverse side effects of doing so. We had a mad- I need an invite to this party. It sounds like it's a bunch of Bills fans teaming up on Don. I know. Well, yeah, I mean, and you can you could probably just get in the car with my grandparents in Buffalo and then just drive up. Donnie just kept sending us videos of his dad and his grandpa just arguing about Bills playoff scenarios. They're on a chalkboard, 
just writing down scenarios and how they can get into the playoffs. And then there's spoiled Donnie there, the Patriots fan, filming it all and, and laughing behind his family's back. You're a sick human, Donnie. Hey, got to do what I got to do, man. <laughs> uh, what else? There's something else in there that was... Uh, uh, oh, Christmas cookies. So we had a, we had a raging debate. Uh, not raging, but there's a debate within our family. What is a Christmas cookie? What constitutes a Christmas cookie? And my brother was adamant that chocolate chip cookies are in that phylum of cookie. And I think it's absurd. Chocolate chip cookies are not wow. Christmas cookies. Thank you. Like, how is that? That's such an absurd statement. All right. What if what if the chocolate chips are green and red? <sighs> then I can see. Do they make chocolate chips green and red, or do they just make M and M's that are green and red? Well, I think both. Now we're getting now we're getting real interesting. Because if you went if you went food dye on the chocolate chips, or if you went with, I mean, if you went through. Or you, I guess you could buy the holiday packs that are already red and green. But if you were an OG and you bought regular packs of M&Ms and went through and only picked out the red and green ones, then good for you. Those are officially Christmas cookies. But whatever you guys think of Christmas cookies, okay, you don't know Christmas cookies until you've had my family's Christmas well, cookies. Well, I was going to say, then you get and to... I'm talking to not just you three, but everyone that's listening to this goddamn podcast, your Christmas cookies suck compared to my family. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm assuming there's a lot of Italian influence, a lot of biscotti influence in the christmas cookies there's cookies i don't even know how to say (laughs) and i eat them every year and i still don't know how to say them that's excellent so and chocolate chip cookies are not included they don't count as as they they should be omitted i'm I'm glad mo mo of all people who i've never seen eat a sweet in my life thunders in with no that chocolate chip cookies are not christmas cookies well if it looks like something that somebody would make in any other week of the year it can't be a christmas cookie thank you I appreciate that. When is the last the, time the you... Christmas cookies uh, we always make was like the the ones that have the big Hershey's kiss in the middle? Oh, okay, yeah. I, I'm thinking those like, are those are holiday cookies, right? Yes, I'm and I'm thinking of your classic like sugar cookies, uh, any cutouts. Yes, and anything that inspires Christmas, shaped in any Christmas way. Any kind of sprinkle of the green or red variety, those, those constitute Christmas cookies. But get out of here with just regular chocolate chip. Uh, pressing on. I, I thought it would be helpful if we started, because this will not only help with our Super Contest picks, but maybe with some of our DFS decisions. Uh, looking at who's playing for what. Uh, and we'll start at the top in the AFC. And there is a potential for the Steelers to grab the number one seed in the AFC. However, they would need the New England Patriots, who are currently 16.5-point home favorites against Bryce Petty and the Jets, to beat New England. New England would have to lose to the Jets. And Pittsburgh would have to beat the Browns, which that part of the scenario doesn't seem too difficult. But the Pats losing seems a bit crazy, and as Brett noted before we started recording, neither Ben nor Le'Veon Bell have practiced this week. So it seems like the AFC number one and number two slots are pretty solid. Uh, It gets a little weird at the bottom of the AFC, uh, where there are several teams vying for 
the wild card spot, including the Ravens, Titans, Chargers, and Bills. Now, most of those teams, if not all of them, need some kind of help. It seems like the Ravens and Titans are both in if they win uh, because they have uh, good tiebreakers. But the Chargers and Bills can get in with some help. Unfortunately, the Chargers play at 4 o'clock, so their fate may be sealed by the time they take the field. The Bills, however, also playing at 1 o'clock, they will certainly have a chance to make the playoffs at game time, so we would assume they'd be playing uh, at full effort. It's surprising. I I guess you can't play at 10 a.m., but it it is kind of weird that the Chargers play at a different time. I wish they would have fixed that. Uh, In the NFC, uh, the Vikings will lock up a first-round bye win or lose unless some crazy things happen. Uh, if if there's like several dominoes that fall, if they lose, they can lose that seed. Uh, I think it's not that crazy. They only need to lose and have the Panthers win. Oh, is, is, it, is it just that simple? Yeah, because the Panthers beat them. Um, but there is also another scenario where they're in a three-way tie. I think, or a multi-way tie where they wouldn't get it. I'm not sure if that scenario still exists. Okay. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm I think re- it would require the, the Rams to I'm, win. I'm re- I and get- like a bunch of different teams to have the same record. I guess according, just according to ESPN's FPI, which is uh, a, a model they use to, to predict the outcomes of these games, they, they're saying that the Vikings have a 99.6% chance of grabbing the final bye, but I guess that's just overpowered by the fact that they're just going to win this week. <laughs> that's that's probably what's going on with this algorithm. Uh, funny you say that. Go on. Go on. You said funny yeah. you say that. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> oh, just okay. going back to the AFC, all those teams play at the same time. The they chart, all play at the, four. The yeah. char- oh. Well, there we go. That then I'm con- really confused right now. So they pushed all those games back to 4 o'clock smartly. Good job, Roger Yeah, Goodell. of course, yeah. Well, because I'm looking at Pinnacle, and Pinnacle usually lists games in time order, and right at the top is the Ravens game. Yeah, but if you, yeah, it says 13-25, so. Well, God damn it. Thanks, Pinnacle. Thanks, Pinnacle. Congra- congratulations on your sale for... Was it like $2 billion? Good job. Uh, So the NFC, you have the Saints and the Falcons, or excuse me, the Saints and the Panthers uh, who are playing for the NFC South. Uh, The Saints have the cleanest path. They can just beat the Bucks and win the South. But if they lose and the Panthers go to Atlanta and win, uh, then the Panthers would take the NFC South. Uh, the Panthers can even uh, clinch that two-seed as well uh, if they win and the Saints, Vikings, and Rams all lose. So they can not only win the NFC South, but they can also clinch a bye with uh, with a win and all those losses. And then we've got the bottom uh, with the aforementioned Falcons and the Seahawks. Falcons are a win and they're in. Uh and they can also get in if the Seahawks lose, but if the Hawks win and the Falcons lose, 
then the Hawks are in. So the, the teams that are on the bubble that seem like they're going to be trying the hardest are the Ravens, Titans, Chargers, Bills, Falcons, and Seahawks. And then we anticipate the Panthers, Saints, and Vikings to be at full strength as well. Uh, the teams that seem to be playing for nothing are uh, the Pats, because they just have a breeze game, but they're going to win outright. The Steelers and the Rams, who have come out and basically said that they don't care. And if you look at the seeding, the Rams really want the four seed, right? No, yeah, they should lose. They want yeah, to. Yeah, this is a game they should lose 100%. This is cool. McVay is the best because. If they lose, they get to play the Panthers and then the Eagles without Carson Wentz. Sharp as the devil's dick. This is so cool what the Rams are doing. Doesn't Let's just start there. Why isn't that line higher in favor of San Francisco? Doesn't Vegas realize what's going on here? What's the, what's the line right now? It's still three and a half. Like, they're trying to lose. Like, it is their objective to lose this game. What's weird is that I think the public is recognizing it more than Vegas because the public is piling. Well, they also. Yeah, public was all in from the start on the Niners. But I don't think the public is doing it for this reason. I think they're doing it because they're just in love with Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, they're all in. It's still strange, though, that it hasn't moved. Maybe Illum is just on the cover. Well, it did move. Somebody opened it at minus six and a half. Yeah, Loom's always waiting. Like, how do these people have jobs? Somebody opened that line minus six and a half. In favor of Niners? No, the other way. Oh, well. If you you listen to, actually, I know Rich and I just listened to this podcast with Chad Millman. He talks about how you know, Vegas bookmakers are still very much of the old guard. Um, they're just guys that have been in the industry and worked their way up. You don't really get a lot of younger, more analytics guys in that field because you have to start low and work your way up because it's such a corporate structure. So you're not going to see people that just, you know, go buy a ton of analytics and stats and figure out the correct lines and line movements. You're going to get a bunch of older Vegas guys. Who but I mean, this isn't even stats. This is like, Somebody should have gone and been like, hold on, winning does nothing for the Rams here. I mean, it does move them up a seed potentially, but they can't get a bye. So there's just like really no point. And people, they might as well just angle for the matchup. And people are piling Jimmy G every week. I, I cannot wait to fire the Niners under next year. I can't. What, like, what is it going to be? How high are they going to hang the stupid total? Eight and a half. All in on the under. I, I can't. It's what still if they're not really be good, that though? high. That division is yeah. so difficult. Is it? Rams twice, Hawks twice, Cardinals twice. Yeah, that's tough. That's a that's a tough road to to sow for a team with no talent right now as well. Like one off season isn't going to bring in enough talent for that team to to really be a contender. Just fire 49ers under and 49ers Super Bowl future. As a hedge, and you're good. <laughs> uh, I want to see what the NFC West schedule is for uh, 2018 because what's 
I, I heard this the other day, and it's one of the more annoying things that people say about football, is they always say, oh, well, they had a last-place schedule. When, in reality, you only get two games on your schedule for the next season based upon your performance that season. And it's the two divisions that you don't play fully within your conference. For example, you play your own division twice, so that's six games. You play another entire division in your conference, getting you to ten games. You play an entire division in the other conference, which gets you to 14 games. And then your other two games are based upon your schedule. So 14 games for the next season are predetermined. And then two of them are uh, made based upon your performance. So I, I absolutely, it grinds my gears. They should change that, though. Why should they change it? The NFL like, I think, is, I think that the, the like, NFL for example, perfect. let's choose the Patriots. They should play all the first place teams in the other divisions. I think the, the following NFL, year. I think the NFL schedule is perfect. It's the one thing I, that they've got. I don't care right. for playing a whole division. Like, well, who cares? I want to see them play. You know, the Vikings, the Saints, the, all the teams that have won divisions. I want to see the best teams play the best teams, and I think that would also make someone like the Patriots or the Steelers. It makes their road a little bit harder, and it creates a little bit more parity going forward. Well, no, because then I won't get uh, Vikings plus three and a half in the Super Bowl, and <laughs> there should be minus three and a half. You also end up with some really shitty teams getting a wild card spot. Yeah, I don't want to see the like the Bengals in the playoffs. That would suck. So next year the NFC West gets the AFC West. So the Broncos, Raiders, Chefs, and Chargers, and the NFC North. So Goat Rogers. Vikings, Lions, fire the Niners under. All all in on Niners under next year. You heard it here first. All right, let's get to some DFS. Let's breeze through some plays, and we'll start with the god, Burt Minotti. Just some stacks, some individual plays, anything you got. Rapid fire, give it to us, Brett. Yeah, a couple stacks I like this week. First, uh, I think Marcus Mariota, Delaney Walker is the devil play of the week. I don't think the Jags will be all in for this game. And it's win and you're in for the Titans. Anytime you can get Marcus Mariota at less than 1% on DraftKings, and I think he will be this week, I'm in. Uh, he has won as many Millie Makers as any other quarterback over the past two years. Really high ceiling, even against this Jags defense. So I really like that one. And then Stafford, Ebron, Marvin Jones, going to be popular, but... The matchup doesn't get any better for the Lions, who don't run the football. The Packers can stop the run, but are pitiful against the pass. So expecting a massive day from Stafford and company on Sunday. Uh, from going naked, I like Jimmy G. The Rams, as we talked about, sitting out starters, including Aaron Donald. Uh, Kyle Shanahan wants to give these guys more snaps with Jimmy. So full go for this offense. Tough to pair him with anybody. Uh, he spread the ball out a lot last week, but I, th I still think Marquise Goodwin is the play if you want a Niners stack, so uh, I really like the Niners this week. Running back, um, loving Kenyon Drake, coming off a lousy game against the Chiefs, facing a bad Bills run defense here in a game I think Miami will win, which we'll get into, I am sure. Uh, so I'm loving Kenyon Drake at 7,200. Alex Collins, the Ravens have one of the higher implied totals this week. Points are going to come from somewhere, and I think uh, Collins is going to be the biggest uh, biggest guy leading the charge. Uh, he's only 5,600 for some reason. One of the better plays on the board this week. And then going back to the Titans, Derrick Henry, one rung below Collins, 5,500. 
just follow the game script here. If Tennessee can win the game, Derrick Henry's going to be a big factor. No DeMarco Murray. He's out this week with that MCL tear. So that finally opens up a full workload for Henry, who we love on this show. Great value, regardless of the matchup against Jacksonville. Just a couple wide receivers. I mentioned Marvin Jones, also really high on Jamison Crowder. Uh, went nuts against the Giants in the first meeting. Should see all the targets again in this one. And keep an eye on there's there's going to be a lot of value open up, uh, especially in these Pittsburgh offenses, um, the Rams offenses, the Giants. They have their top two targets are out this week. So a lot of nice punt plays at wide receiver this week that you can roll with. Uh, tight end, love in Vance McDonald this week. Season highs in targets and passing routes. In his last two games, uh, facing the Browns, we know how bad they are at covering tight ends. Uh, McDonald should see a huge uptick if Tomlin does decide to rest, not only uh, Bell, but some of the other weapons in this offense. It uh, looks like that is going to happen. And then defense, it's an interesting week. A lot of talk about Pat Mahomes in the DFS community this week as a great play. Uh, I think he's worth a flyer on a lineup or two, but... Come on. I mean, the rookie going into mile high for the first time, uh, we don't know how much Kelsey, Hill, or Hunt are going to play. And facing a Broncos defense that is still a top 10 unit in the league at home, great leverage spot for the Broncos D, only 2,900. I might go 100% Denver defense this week. Professional pride. We need it. I'm, I'm glad you're, you're- going to go 100% shit on then. <laughs> I really wanted to get some kind of exposure to that Ravens game and because uh, it seems like a spot where they're just going to destroy Cincinnati. Uh, and I, it's so hard to click on Flacco because the volume is just never there. But the more that I look at it, and I'm glad you brought up Alex Collins, Bengals 22nd in rush defense DVOA, that certainly might be the way to go. I like that call a lot. DP, give us some DFS takes. Uh, I agree with Brett on Mariota and Delaney Walker. I also agree with him on the Detroit Lions stack, although in that regard, I'm going to go with Kenny Galladay as opposed to Jones. Uh, I just want to get a little bit of a differentiation and uniqueness to my lineup uh, where I think that that's going to be chalky. Uh, But my my other two stacks that I do like, uh, Washington Redskins with Kirk Cousins, Jameson Crowder, Josh Doxson. Uh, I mean, Kirk Cousins, he's playing for a massive contract, and I think that he's just going to shred this Giants defense. Uh, Brett brought up last time Crowder played the Giants, uh, seven receptions, 10 targets, 141 yards, and a touchdown. Love him this week. And then I also like the Indianapolis Colts, uh, Jacoby Brissett, T.Y. Hilton, and Jack Doyle. Um, Not too pricey on those three guys. Um, It's a little bit weird, but it's a bounce-back spot for Jacoby Brissett. Uh, They're playing against the Texans, who I don't think are good don't really care anymore about this season. Um, and I think that Jacoby Brissett has a bit to play for in terms of a little bit of a showcase game. Week 17, um, maybe he can put up some yards, put up some stats. I think that T.Y. Hilton uh, can certainly uh, be a favorite of his like he has all season and put up a big game. And Jack Doyle is that security blanket underneath. So I like that stack as well. Uh, moving down to naked QBs. I mean, Cam Newton is the only one I wrote down just because it's a big game for them. Uh, and he's been performing um, you know, over the past handful of weeks. So if I'm going to put a naked QB out there, it's going to be Cam Newton running backs. Also like Alex Collins, like Brett said, also like Derek Henry. Um, I like Wayne Gallman for the Giants, uh, 4,200. He's uh, been right around 15 points on DraftKings for the past three weeks. 
Um, he's utilized in both the rushing game and the passing game. Uh, looking at the passing game specifically, if the Giants are going to be down to the Redskins, uh, look for Gallman to get a lot of play there. I like Jamal Williams for the Packers, uh, 5,200. There's no Aaron Jones in this game. And then I also like Carlos Hyde. Uh, 49ers want to win this game. Uh, the Rams don't. Uh, and Hyde's also playing towards a new contract for next year. So if they're going to be throwing the ball around the field with Jimmy Garoppolo, look for Hyde to get a bunch of those dump-off passes like he has been and also utilized in the rushing game. Uh, wide receivers. Uh, Julio Jones, really like him this year. Carolina hasn't done well against number one receivers. Uh, I mean, look at last week when Mike Evans decided to have his first good game. Uh, he was the number one wide receiver. Uh, I like Julio Jones, although you're going to have to pay up for him at 8200 also like Jarvis Landry, AJ Green, Ted Ginn, and Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald just, I mean, he just performs every single week. He's that type of guy who's going to play his ass off for Bruce Arians, who's not coming back. Uh, tight ends, Rob Gronkowski, my guy. Uh, Rob Gronkowski just has huge bonus incentives, uh, specifically two to two and a half million dollars. Um, all he needs to do is either get. 11 catches or 116 yards. Either one of those will trigger this bonus. Um, he can also get it if he gets all pro status, but with the season that Travis Kelsey has had this year, it's that's not a lock. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look for Rob Gronkowski. I think even if Rob Gronkowski just plays a half, I think that you're going to you know, see enough opportunity for him to, to reach value. And if the game's closer than expected and he has to play the whole time, fine. That's great too. Also like Antonio Gates and like Brett mentioned, I like Vance McDonald a lot as well. Uh, in terms of my defenses, I'm looking towards the bottom. I like the Colts playing the Texans. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is out. I don't really know what the Texans are going to do on offense. So to give me some flyers on the Colts where I don't think people will be on them at all. And then I like the 49ers as a sneaky play against the Jaguars who despite what the Jaguars have said, that they're you know they're gonna play to to win the game. Um, I don't think that they are at all, and I think the 49ers, um, or sorry, the 49ers against the Rams. Sorry, um, uh, the you know I don't think the Rams are gonna play to win the game at all whatsoever. Um, and they're better locked in as we talked about to win the fourth seed. And that said, just give me the 49ers defense, 2100. That's as cheap as it can get. This is Sean Mannion for 400 yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> You know it's just gonna happen. Something, Sean Mannion. I've got another Niners take because you brought up Carlos Hyde. There is a negative five million three hundred and forty-five thousand dollar thousand percent chance that Carlos Hyde is on the Niners next year. They hate that guy. I don't get it. He's just, he was never on the field last week in perfect spots, and they just. Never gave him the ball. He, It's bizarre. I guess he's just a bad fit for Shanahan's offense. I, I don't see why he can't catch the ball out of the backfield as efficiently as, as something Breda. But they hate that guy. And there's no chance he's going to be on the Niners next year. He he did have 24 touches last week. But I, I agree that he's, he's going to be gone. I think he, the Niners are going to try to find a way to end up with uh, the Penn State kid. Mr. Barkley. Something Saquon. Uh, Mo, give us some DFS takes. Well, I already hinted at one of mine. Of course you have to play Pat Mahomes. I mean, he's going to be an all-pro one day. For the <laughs> one Chiefs. day. So he's going to come in and shred this Broncos team. Uh, what do you mean? Did you watch this guy in the preseason? Well, we're, we're talking... Records. 
We're talking preseason. He was almost going going into Denver. He was almost as good as Dak in the preseason. I'll take the under on All Pro for his career. He will never be all to go. So I like Pat Mahomes because he's going to come out and do everything. Um, they might actually name him the starter for the playoffs after this one. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> and then uh, the other passing offense I'm looking at. Well, sort of passing away. Is Deshaun Kaiser? Is this the week? This could be the week. Um, facing, well, a pit team that apparently isn't going to try. I don't know. It still looks, it looks like a pretty good spot to me. Uh, if he gets to shred some, some backups here. Uh, for running backs, Rich already hit on one for me. It's, it's Matt Breda. Uh, they seem to really want to get this guy some touches. They seem to want to get this guy some looks. Um, I think you could definitely do worse than firing Matt Breda this week. Uh, and then another one is the other side of the ball in that game. Malcolm Brown looks like he'll be the top back in lieu of Gurley. Uh, McVay, if he's running his normal offense, man, the running back seems to catch a lot of passes in that offense. I mean, Todd Gurley, never known as a great receiver and then just crushing out of the backfield, catching passes this year. So Malcolm Brown could definitely rack up some PPR and put up some numbers in general against a poor 49ers defense. I mean, you know, as much as we know the Rams don't want to win this game, um, the players on the field are still going to be trying. They're still going to try to put up some highlight tape uh, material. So, could see Malcolm Brown doing some things. Um, and then just a, a random wide receiver I was looking at that I thought I would highlight real quick is uh, Tyrell Williams. He's been a darling for us a lot. And with Hunter Henry out of the picture, he's back to getting six, seven targets the last couple of weeks. Um, he's shown in the past what he can do with those targets. He is... A fantastic deep threat. He is a good red zone target. So the Chargers actually having to try and facing the absolute nut low defense in the NFL this year in the Raiders. So Tyrell could put up some great numbers. And uh, that's all I got. Tyrell could be a great pivot off of Keenan Allen too, who in a great matchup against a bad defense with uh, Hunter Henry sidelined with that lacerated kidney is going to be a very popular play. Both Allen and Gordon, I'm assuming, from the community will be very popular given the matchup, given the poor defense that they're playing against and the volume that they have. So Tyrell, definitely a great pivot off of them. Uh, My only real takes this week when I was looking at it was I was really interested in the Lions passing game because that Packers defense is really bad. And the Lions, while they have nothing to play for, the season is at a loss. Uh, this does seem like an opportunity for uh, at least the coaching staff to try to save their asses. And a good spot for guys to pad some stats, maybe hit some bonuses. Um, indoors as well, well, a lot of other teams are playing in colder conditions. It, it seems like a Matt Stafford 300 multiple touchdown game. So I, I'm really interested in them. I like the, the Galladay throw out by Donnie. If you want to get a little more, 
rare in your lineups if you want to take some deep shots. He's definitely a deep threat in that offense. But so is Marvin Jones. And Marvin Jones. Mar- Marvin Jones is performing now how people thought he was going to perform after that hot start in 2016. He he really is a talented deep threat that can win one-on-ones uh, and is a great complement to Golden Tate. So it's been fun to watch him break out a little bit. And uh, Donnie, I like your uh, I like your narrative takes for both Kirk Cousins and something brisket. This being showcase games for them, it's it could be the Matt Flynn game for one of those guys. The get a contract in the off season based upon shredding somebody in Week 17. Uh, so like those calls as well. Uh, my my only other real call was a tight end, and it's in that Washington game. I think Vernon Davis. Uh, is a good start at tight end. The Giants have been one of the teams we've picked on all year at the tight end position, uh, and Vern found the end zone last week. He's been very consistent when targeted in that offense. He, there was one week, I think it was Thanksgiving week, where they just didn't target him. It was just a bizarre output. But uh, with Reed sideline, Vernon Davis has been pretty solid, and the Giants are very bad against the tight end. B.J. Goodson remains sidelined with that injury, so... I'd fire Vern Davis in a couple of spots. All right, let's get to the card. And because he was the only host to go 4-1 last week, Mo leads us off. He has a home team. He has a favorite laying double-digit points. Mo, this is against everything in your fiber, everything that you believe in when it comes to sports betting. But you have this as your number one pick. Tell us why you love the Minnesota Vikings this much. Yeah, this one, man, and I I will say, you know, we saw it a few weeks ago with that Saints game. Uh, Saints-Jets, man, my record of betting big favorites has got to be among the worst in the world. But... Why can't the Vikings just name the score in this game? They're at home. They have a reason to play hard. And they're facing Mitch Trubisky and the Bears on the road. The Bears' splits are incredible. At home, 5-2-1 and one against the spread. We have been all over this team. They have come through for us repeatedly. We love the Bears. But every time we've tried them on the road, they've pretty much shit the bed, with the exception of that Bengals game, I believe. But as the away team, they are 2-5 and five against the spread, man. And I just don't see any way they can do anything against a Vikings team that's trying. The Vikings... How, this is 30-3. to three. I mean, the Vikings should be able to win this by whatever they want. I just can't see it. I mean, I just can't see a way the Bears can be competitive if the Vikings are playing hard. And the market clearly agrees because this is already at 13. Uh, I expect this to be a top three play in the contest, if not number one. But I just can't. I just can't avoid this one. It's just too obvious. It's just, it's, this is a layup. Minus 13 on Pinnacle, and the total is 39.5. So the the Bears are just not going to score in this game (laughs) based upon 
that implied team total. The entire collective is on the Vikings. This is a consensus pick, and it was nearly in everybody's card. Brett had this right outside of his card. Brett, any worries about having Minnesota laying this number on the card? No, not at all. It was uh, I could have easily had this in my top five. Like Mo said, this is a game of splits. Vikes at home, Bears on the road. Uh, it's already up to 13 on Pinnacle. So this one checks all the boxes, and the Vikes just roll. If you want some sneaky running backs for your DFS teams this week, have a look at both of the Minnesota uh, backs, uh, McKinnon and Murray. I think both get a lot of run and a blowout win. God, it, McKinnon always impresses me. He always passes the eye test. I don't know why that guy isn't awesome. Because he, he just falls down at, at contact. That's that's the big thing for me. But he is pretty explosive in both the run game and the pass game. Imagine if they had Dalvin Cook, man. <laughs> oh, my God. This team. Uh, Donnie, you had this as your number one pick. So I'm sure you're happy that it's on the card, but you got sniped a little bit here. I mean, it, it's fine. This has to be on the card. Absolutely has to be on the card. All right, Bert Minotti. You're up next. You teased this game previously. You are a lone wolf on this game. And the reason we skipped lone wolves is because two lone wolves are on the card. So we'll we'll back up into some lone wolves later. But uh, this is a lone wolf selection. You're only lone wolf. You are the goat at lone wolves. So you just said, fuck it. I'm going to put it on the card, not knowing that it was going to be a lone wolf. That's how much of a goat you are. Uh, tell us why you are taking the points against your Buffalo Bills. You've got the Dolphins. You're shutting the door on Buffalo season, Brett. Yeah, because 65% of the public are betting the Bills as road favorites in a must-win game, and the line hasn't moved. This is a horrible setup for Buffalo, facing a division rival that's going to play with pride this week. All the starters are going to play for Miami, including Jay Cutler, and what might be his last game as a pro. If there is a Cutler-does-care game, it'll be this one, and I expect him to show out and the Dolphins win. I've been saying it all season. Buffalo is not good. They're 20th in overall efficiency. According to Football Outsiders, they've relied on positive turnover variants early in the year. They've looked mediocre at best in the second half, blown out by the Patriots twice in the past three weeks. Uh, and they aren't that much better than the Dolphins. This is going to be another fitting end to a season, which they should have gone 3-13, and but instead missed the playoffs by a game and secured another shitty first-round pick. This is so Buffalo. I think they get rolled in this game. There was so much hate and resentment in that rant. Because this is a, this is how it plays out every single time. That was awesome. <laughs> so good. Uh, none of us had Buffalo very high. In fact, nobody had the Bills higher than 7 out of 16. So nobody had it in the top half. I, I think... We all want to like Buffalo, must win against a bad Dolphins team, but I think we are also all worried about what you just said. 60-plus percent of the public betting on the Bills as a road favorite. Mo, you had the Bills the highest. What do you got on Buffalo in this game? Well, that's the thing about this week is it is week 17. You cannot cap it like any other week. Um. I believe I saw, I believe I read an article from Sports Insights this week about um, this is the one week of the season that historically the public sides crush because the public just clicks on 
who needs to win because that's just like the baseline level of public capping and and it works this week and i actually wanted to love the dolphins just like brett when i looked first looked at the line i was like hold on a second but then i had to change it because I guess I don't know how hard the Dolphins are going to play. And I, I mean, I don't know. You know, I just can't have that much confidence, basically, in these teams when, historically speaking, they've performed so poorly. It is kind of a concern. You know, New Year's Eve in Miami, are the Dolphins players going to give a shit about this game? Uh, we don't know. I think they will, especially if, they, if they're if they in it by, like, halftime. But if, if Buffalo goes up 14 nothing early, the Dolphins might just give up. So that is that's definitely a concern, but I just don't see the Bills showing up for this game. Rule of yeah, these pump. games are so unpredictable, but how can they not show up? They're playing for the playoffs. Rule of playoffs. Pu- playoffs. Rule of public week seventeen. I did run a query on a Pro Football Reference of seven to ten point favorites on in week seventeen, and they were since two thousand four because that's uh, when illegal contact was first instituted. That's kind of how I bucket this generation is everything after that is in this quote-unquote past happy era where it's never been easier to move the ball never been easier to play quarterback and 53 percent of seven to ten point favorites cover in week 17 which is that seems really high (laughs) compared to uh compared to all other weeks so that's definitely interesting um yeah week 17 is just a weird weird week so do we know what the effort is? That that's really what it comes down to. And if you think if you think the Dolphins are going to put out a full effort, if you think Adam Gase has a good hold on that organization, then yeah, it's it's hard to take the Bills as road favorites here. But uh, I don't know. I I I I'm going to defer to what Mo was talking about. This might be the one week where kind of these these donk ideologies of one team trying harder than the other might come to fruition. Uh, and if we talk about measuring effort, if we talk about uh, knowing that a team is going to try really hard, then you'll know why I am taking the Cardinals plus nine and a half as my number one pick going up to CenturyLink to play against the Zombie Hawks. Why are the Zombie Hawks nine and a half point favorites against any other professional football team this team is bad this team although we loved them last week and they got us the cover how many yards from scrimmage did they have was less than a hundred in the hundreds it was an embarrassing performance by the Cowboys the only reason why the Hawks were even close to being in contention in that game and getting the cover and yeah the Hawks defense played great but that was mostly on Dak Prescott being the absolute woat quarterback and handing them a pick six and forcing many other errors upon himself. But the Hawks, this team is limping in. They they seem like a squad that's like, do we even want the Falcons to lose? Do we even want to get into the playoffs to get our, our brains bashed in in week one? And if there's any team and any coach that's going to strut into CenturyLink into Week 17, put out a full effort to just try to bust balls and eliminate them from the playoffs. It's going to be Bruce Arians and the Arizona Cardinals. 
after they broke the team huddle last week, uh, after a victory, Bruce was looking around the locker room and he said, uh, one last game next week and we get to go to our home field uh, because the Cards have had so much success at CenturyLink. The Cards are going to go in here looking for blood, looking for the upset, and 9.5 is just way, way too high. Uh, Looking across the board, Brett had this uh, close to his card, right above the middle there. And Mo and Donnie, you both took the Hawks, but you put them at the bottom. Uh, Donnie, I'll start with you first. What made you pick the Hawks? It seems like you're not too confident, obviously, being your last pick. But what was your thought process in uh, capping this game? Well, I don't know. So here's my thing. (laughs) Great answer. I said earlier in the Skype chat today before the show that I definitely admittedly fucked up with one of my picks, and this is one of them. Because I didn't know that they were going to be parting ways with Bruce Arians. So I completely changed my mind on anything that I would ever have said in this regard. And I don't even want to go down the road of touting the Seahawks here as minus nine and a half. So, yeah, sorry. Are they are they parting ways? Is that official? Uh, those are the reports that uh, after this week is over, um, there are just sources out there that are saying that um, they're going to agree to mutually part ways. I mean, so if that's the case, um, and even if that is just out there right now, I don't think of any other team that's going to just lay it all on the line for their coach more so than the Arizona Cardinals going into uh, Seattle against a bitter rival, especially you know just trying to back up their coach after he made that that home field statement, that sort of stuff. I just you want narrativeville, that's fucking narrativeville to a T. So. Yeah, I I now like the Cardinals even more, and I'm happy that this game is getting on the card. And my pick, or my placement on my card, didn't affect it at all. So let's go. If that's the case, I'm kind of pissed that the Jets extended Todd Bowles because <laughs> I would love BA to be the head coach. Uh, Mo, you had the Hawks. You hate the Hawks. You put them at the bottom. What were your thoughts here? Well, initially, just like it's the same as it's the same as the. Uh... The Miami side, uh, I wanted to like the, I wanted to like the cards, but I just, I'm trying to avoid clicking on these teams that have nothing to play for, especially when they're playing in a spot against a team that is playing for their, their playoff lives or some important seating implication. I can't. I I just I'm gonna stay away from these games, so I don't. Well, I think this line is too high, and the Hawks did look completely abysmal against the Cowboys. Um, I'm just gonna stay far away from these, so I don't see how anybody could have any confidence in this when you just you just don't know. You just don't know who is bringing the effort this week. Get get some of that cards plus three forty six money bet line in your life, boys and girls. That's exactly what I was just going to say. B.A. is going to have his boys ready for this one. He actually said, we're going up there and kicking their ass. Yeah, like after he said it was his home field. That's amazing. He's the best. He's the absolute best. Uh, This team's going to be ready. It's Drew Stanton on the road. That's fine. It's it's Zombie Hawks. Also. It's, It's Zombie Hawks. Moreover. It's minus 10 now on Pinnacle, though. What's that? I don't, I, I don't understand. It's wrong. That's what it is. It's incorrect. Sorry, Pinnacle. You're going to lose your ass this week. 
All right, Donnie, close us off. You're in last. You're bringing a weird pick into the mix. <laughs> no way is this. Oh, come on. <laughs> we talked about it before recording briefly. Uh, you've got the Steelers minus 11 against the Browns. Uh this line is Wait, down. What? Yeah, this line is down to six and a half on Pinnacle. Uh, yeah, your number one pick was the Vikings, and number two is the Steelers. So what? What you got here, DP? So my reasoning here was that if you look at my card, I mean, Rich, you saw the whole thing. The top is really teams that need to win and games that matter, and the bottom is just stuff I have no idea what's going to happen. Um. This was one of those games where I figured the Steelers would just absolutely come out and destroy the Browns. I did not know until this morning, as you know, you guys know, because we talked a little bit about it in the Skype chat, um, that the Steelers were now going to be sitting players. Um, I just thought that, you know, they're playing at the same time that the Patriots play. Um, the Patriots, I think, will be in a closer matchup than people uh, predict against the Jets. Not, not that I think the Jets are going to win, but I think that the Jets will play them tough like they always tend to tend to do. Um, and the Steelers will have to compete for the whole game and just beat the hopeless Browns, who are just absolutely terrible. And that was my thinking here. The Steelers are just going to win this game by 20 and go into the playoffs with a lot of momentum, and that's that. But you know, now that I hear that they're going to be resting guys, I'm just fucked, I guess. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. What do you want me to say? <laughs> well, so who do we got here? Who, who's going mean, to be... If they're not resting guys... I, I can't feel like my pick is that bad if they're actually trying to just crush this team like they should be. But we've got we've got Landry Jones and Stephen Ridley as minus Stephen Ridley. That's right, because James Conner's R.I.P. and Fitzgerald right. Toussaint's no longer a thing. Donnie is just the best at this. I'm just, sorry. I honestly thought that they would be trying to win this game and just get it over with and get it out of the way and go up by 20 at the end of the second quarter and just roll in the second half against a team that can never score. Well, and that's the Browns. Here's the I thing. mean, it is the Browns. It is so rule, the Steelers it is rule could of Browns. still cover this. Yes, it is the rule of Browns. We still have Kaiser throwing balls into our defender's chest. So I don't think we're drawing dead with this pick. I just Googled Steelers RBs. LaRod Stevens Howling is on the roster? Is that a thing? No, it doesn't look like it. Well? Didn't he used to play for the Cards? Yeah. Who the hell is that? Cards. He he played college at Pitt. Would be appropriate. Something LaRod Stevens Howling. We also have a little bit of narrative here. Uh, Pitt defense post-James Harrison, if they're a little angry in the limited time that they play. Is that a thing? Is that a Come thing? on, stop. Is that stop. a thing? I mean, you want to know the worst part about this pick is the fact that the card's already been submitted. Yeah, it's in. Because we had to put it in last night. Ho, ho, ho. Which I would have been, this morning, If when I found this out, I would have been like, well, let me change my pick, guys. But I can't, so I'm sorry. <laughs> Donnie isn't going to score a point for the collective in like <laughs> 10 months. <laughs> yeah, the, the last time Donnie put a winning team on the card was... Dun, 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 dun. October week seven. Yeah, but didn't didn't I didn't I get that great video against Mo? <laughs> Donnie's gonna go ten months without scoring a point. Not ten months. Come on, man. Well, by the time the twenty eighteen season starts. Sorry, almost eleven. Amazing. All right, 
let's get to the collective pick, and then we'll buzz through some lone wolves. Uh, I'm excited about this selection. It's an interesting game. Two teams that could be in the playoffs that will both be playing hard. But to bring it full circle, we are supporting a team we loved in the preseason and going against a team we hated in the preseason. Let's get it. Not you. No, everybody hated this team. Trust me. The collective chooses the Carolina Panthers. Scam Newton. I see I had the wrong game. On the card. Panthers plus three and a half. This briefly against the at Atlanta. This briefly went to four, then came back to three and a half. It is on Moe's card. It is on Donnie's card. It is right outside of my card. And Brett had this low. I think Brett was thinking of Jags Titans. Yes. Uh, which is a game we can talk about briefly as well, because that line doesn't make any sense to me. You've got the Panthers, but you've got them low, Brett. What are your What are your concerns in this game? Uh, my concern is that Julio goes for 300 again against this secondary. <laughs> because they're not very good. Something Bradbury? <laughs> something Worley. The, the yeah. fake, fake Josh Norman? <laughs> Every time I see 24, something Bradbury scampering around the secondary, I'm like, why did that guy take 24? Like, why did he put those expectations on his, literally put those expectations on his back? Dummy. Uh, I love the, I love the hook here, but I, I do not love this spot for Carolina. God, this, this just, is a great spot. Come on. Yeah. This is just Falcons choking on their own vomit. Isn't it, Mo? Panthers have to try. And the Falcons. I mean, don't. Yeah, but what if both teams try, why would the Panthers ever be plus three and a half here? They're clearly better than the Falcons. DP. This line doesn't make any sense. The only way this line makes sense is if people think the Panthers are going to look at the scoreboard at halftime and just send in send in the backup cavalry. Is Cam because the Vikings are already up twenty one now. Is Cam healthy? That's my only concern. Cause he did Yeah, what was that injury last week? That was a groin? I don't know, but then he came back in, but then he came back out. Yeah. Very weird for Mr. Newton. Uh, but then he scored the game-winning touchdown, dropped the ball, but still picked it up and plunged in to win the game. Uh, DP, you've got scam on the card. This is at your top, so rule of game that matters. Hashtag when it matters. What you got on Carolina here? Uh, I think that Carolina is the better team here. I think this line is too high. I think it should be closer to one and a half or two. Um, I, I don't have any trust in the Falcons. I think that they're a team that is going to choke. And I, I just, I really like Cam in this spot. I think he's going to have a huge game. I mean, I talked about him. If I'm going to be playing a naked QB, QB in the in DFS, it's going to be Cam Newton. I just absolutely love Cam. I mean, I, I think Julio is going to get his. Brett mentioned that. Um, I agree with that, but overall, I think the Panthers all around are just the better team, and I just I like them in this game. I, I like them winning this game outright, to be honest. So the card. biggest thing for me here was the uh, the public on the Panthers. I do not like that. Definitely a little worrisome for sure. Uh, so the card: Vikings minus eleven and a half, Dolphins plus two and a half, Cardinals plus nine and a half. 
Steelers minus 11. <laughs> and Panthers plus three and a half. Now, I want to talk about, just briefly, some just games that are just bizarre to me. Uh, let's start with this Jags-Titans. Why is, what is this line? Why would the Jags try? Is Doug Marone that dumb? Brett, is Doug Marone Yeah, he's that dumb. That he dumb. said he say, said in the media. He's not dumb. He's just stubborn. He's so set in his trying. ways. Yeah. There's, there aren't very many exits between stubborn and dumb. The, th- the thing is, is that normally I feel like somebody above Doug Marone would, would step in and be like, listen, you moron, you're going to sit your players. But Tom Coughlin is the guy above him, and Tom Coughlin has always played his guys in Week 17. Always. He's the believed is, in that. Yeah, I just I don't see them leaving starters in the game if they fall behind. I don't see that as a possibility. So that's why you have to love the Titans in this spot. Playing yeah, and the, for their lives. And the players who are on the field, yeah, they're just going to be like, I mean, if, if they might get hit going over the middle, yeah, dude, they're going to slow down. Like, yeah. 100%. They know this game means nothing. I wanted to love the Titans so much. Brett, you did. You put them as your number two pick, your second highest pick. I had I had it outside my card. But I I wanna love the Titans in the spot. But I don't I don't trust Marone to do the right thing. I I can't but, but like Mo said, it's it's not Marone, it's the players on the field who are <sighs> That's that's the thing is that I don't think these guys are going to be putting in 100% effort because they know they don't have to. All right, we we talked uh, Niners Rams earlier. Uh do, 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 do. which other games are interesting? Cowboys Eagles. Obviously an interesting game Eagles resting everybody. Cowboys minus 3 in Philadelphia. Mo and I had the same sentiment. We, we couldn't pick the Cowboys, but we put this at the bottom. Uh, and Brett and Donnie had the opposite sentiment. They couldn't pick the Eagles, but they also put it at the bottom. This is a this is a weird, just a really weird game. This maybe, is the weirdest game of the week. Might be the weirdest game. Might be the most unpredictable game of the season, <laughs> to be honest. I had yeah, no why, idea why what to do with this. Why wouldn't the Cowboys just treat this like preseason and give their starters like one or two series, and then pack it in. No, I think they're going to try and get Zeke a 1,000 yards. Why wouldn't Cooper Rush play? Is anybody... That's the thing, you just don't know. Is you any... can't answer these questions. <laughs> does anybody in that organization... So you just can't like, pick these games. Does anybody in that organization honestly want to take a look at Cooper Rush after Dak's performance this season? Wouldn't they want well, that to? That would be admitting they were. that would be admitting they were all idiots last year. God, so that God. won't happen. God, you got it. You got to at least get a look, I think, even if it's for two quarters in the second half. Uh, the other game, and then we can get out of here, Jets-Patriots. Man, I wanted to love the Pats. <laughs> I don't care if the Pats' fourth string is in there. Why can't they still win this game by by two touchdowns, three touchdowns? And Brett, Brett you They have, will. Brett, yeah, Brett and Mo both have Pats on the card. I don't know. Brett is the I Jets. Jets. It's way too high. Sorry, guys. sorry. Brett has the Jets. Jets. Oh my god. That line is way too high. Why? What do you mean? Why? Wait, Brett has the... the Jets on the card. Oh yeah. Have you guys? I ever... can't. I can't clip fifteen. I can't clip fifteen and a half when a team is just simply trying to get out of there with a win, healthy. Bryce Petty. I understand, but that's so many points. Bryce Petty. That's all I gotta say. He's just going to yeah, hand... Well, Tom Brady's looked like fucking Bryce Petty for the past four weeks, so... Stop. 
insane. Thing. He has not where, looked where good. Guys... Come on, you, you. What are you going to defend him looking good? The guy who fucking stands on top of the mountain and tells everyone he sucks. Nah, I'm not going to say he's looked good, but I'm certainly not going to say he's been Bryce Petty. Bryce Petty. Where'd you guys put these? Uh, this Niners layup. I can't believe this isn't on the card. I, it's on my card. I clicked Rams and put it at the bottom. I probably would have, going back, I would have clicked Niners and put it at the bottom. This screams a loom. This is the most a loom game of all time, right? What are the Niners, 80% public? I had Niners in the middle, and I, I just, I, I wanted to put it higher, and I just don't, like Rich, I just don't, I don't understand why the Niners aren't like minus 12. I mean, I just don't get it. Niners. I, I'm so worried here about something fucking freaky is going to happen. Niners 73% public. I I can't do it. <laughs> it makes me queasy, but I mean Rams should lose. They're sitting everyone. Like I and then I'm just I just don't understand how this line's so short. I think the Niners might win by 30. <laughs> Jimmy G just trying to get 25 million a year next year. God. The Rams have no reason to try in this game. God, are the Niners going to have to tag Jimmy? They have G? negative. They have negative reason have, to try. Like they should lose. They should forfeit. Can they forfeit? Yeah, they should forfeit. What are the rules here? Uh, the Niners are going to have to tag Jimmy G, right? He's I mean, gonna, unless they can sign him, he's going to want too much money. Tag is going to be about twenty-four and a half million or something like that. Yeah. So the other, the other super weird one I thought was the Eagles. I mean, not the Eagles, the Giants. I was going to say, where have you been? Why are they plus three? Isn't this two teams that aren't trying? Uh, most of us loved... Yeah, we all... This was a consensus pick. One of four this week. Uh, but it just didn't... It wasn't as high as the Panthers. So we all like the Giants in this game. Wow. This is the game before the show I said I got wrong. I kind of love the Redskins now. The Giants don't have any starters left. No Shepard, no Ingram. No, oh, I didn't Tavares know. King is out. Who's playing on offense for the Giants this oh, week? I, I didn't know any of that. <laughs> I take back. Yeah, I saw Shepard's out. But what the Washington has no reason to try either. We already talked about and, Kirk and Cousins. on the road. Kirk, Kirk Cousins playing for that. Yeah, I'll, I'll How admit much I heart, got this one Is wrong. he going to have heart this week? No, Kirk Cousins is playing for a $30 million contract. That guy, his the way he's going about his whole contract situation is absolutely amazing. And this is the spot where a guy like that either – completely shines and goes nuts or just throws up, you know, five fantasy points. Can but the, I'm in for that. High risk, high reward. Can the Redskins, uh, the racial slurs tag him again? Is there, isn't there, is there a multiple tag rule? How many times can you franchise tag a player? I thought it was two times. I could be wrong here. I don't know, but he, he's been open that he wants to, like, basically go year to year. Well, he's insane. And he wants to bet on himself is what he wants to do. Well, and just get paid $30 million for a year. He definitely plays the only position that you can do that. Because you don't get touched at quarterback, if you're smart at least. Uh, but yeah, any- if you watch him, it's also funny because he doesn't. He's not just like a, a Brady where he just falls down. He does. He has a little bit of like run and dive and do stupid stuff where you're like, Kirk, you're don't do that if you're going about your business like you are. Just fall down. Right. Yeah. Just uh, just avoid contact at all time, kiddo. So that's it. That is a very weird, very hodgepodgey week seventeen podcast. Uh, we will be coming to you from the playoffs, giving you our takes as it were so don't be frightened but this is the last podcast of 2017 if you want to be a darling if you want to be very helpful please rate review subscribe on itunes or wherever you listen to this podcast all of your engagement on those channels really 
helps us out. Uh, the contest is going strong, so keep sending in your picks. We'll do it throughout the playoffs. We'll include the Super Bowl, and then we'll raffle after that. So send your picks with the Super Contest lines to either at Gridiron Gamble on Twitter or Gridiron Gamble Podcast at gmail.com. Best of luck in all of your betting and DFS ventures this weekend. Have a very happy and safe new year. We'll see you next week. Peace.